Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, invites you to be the informed patient with the podcast that features experts from Central New York's only academic medical center. I'm your host, Amber Smith. An important part of medical school and physical therapy training is learning human anatomy, and people who choose to donate their bodies to science contribute significantly to educating these future healthcare professionals. We'll learn more about how and why people donate their bodies from Dr. Donna Mihaila. She is director of the Anatomical Gift Program and the Anatomy Lab at Upstate. Welcome to the Informed Patient, Dr. Mihaila. Thank you very much, Amber. Now, Upstate students organize an annual memorial service to pay tribute to those who donated their bodies. And I know that's very meaningful to many of the survivors who come, as well as the students. How do you describe the services that you've attended over the years? The memorial service is a token of appreciation that honor our donors. It reflects our gratitude and respect for all the donors to SUNY Upstate Anatomical Gift Program. And in the same time, our deep appreciation for the compassion and support of their families and friends who attend this memorial service. Can you talk about what students gain from participating in the anatomy lab? You know, anatomy has always been the cornerstone in the field of medicine. The study of anatomy dates back to the ancient Greeks. And the first use of human bodies for anatomical research and education occurred in the 4th century BC. Knowledge of the human anatomy forms the basis to the understanding of normal body functions and of the pathology behind all the diseases. This is required training for anyone who's going to become a doctor, also physical therapists as well. Are there other medical professionals that do the anatomy lab training? Yes, there are. Every healthcare professional needs to have an understanding of human anatomy, some of them more in-depth than others. All students from our university benefit of the anatomy laboratory. The students that spend more time are the doctor of physical therapy and physician assistant programs. They spend several months in the anatomy lab and the doctor of medicine program students spend one whole year. With so much education available virtually online, how does a literally hands-on class like this compare? For healthcare professionals, the human body is the focus of investigation and intervention on a daily basis. For this reason, the study of anatomy on human bodies is essential to safe medical practice. The anatomy laboratory experience improves students' understanding of what they do and why they do it. This surely has to be of benefit both for the safety of the patient and satisfaction of the doctor as a professional. Integration of newer and modern technologies, it's an addition to the anatomy laboratory, which helps retention of anatomical knowledge and its clinical relevance. Can you tell us how anatomy is taught? Do you go system by system, organ by organ, or is it disease specific? How do you go about teaching today's or the future doctor's anatomy? In our university, we have a curriculum that is system-based. 
and anatomy is taught in every system being integrated with physiology and pathology and all the other disciplines. So for instance, to give you an example, our medical students will start in the beginning of the year by studying musculoskeletal system from all the aspects that this involves. They continue with the study of the nervous system, cardiovascular system, respiratory, renal, endocrine, and gastrointestinal. So almost every month, every six weeks, they will switch to another system and they are going to learn about the system from every perspective, anatomy being one of them. This is Upstate's The Informed Patient Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Smith. I'm talking with Dr. Donna Mihaila, who is the director of Upstate's Anatomical Gift Program and the school's anatomy laboratory. For relatives who have a family member who donates their body, how does that impact a funeral or memorial service? Many families choose to have a memorial service without the donor being present. For how long are the bodies used at the medical school? Our donors spend up to two years with us. What happens to the person's remains when the class ends? When the class ends, each donor is cremated at the university expense. Then the donor's cremains are returned to the family or to the person appointed by the donor. Let's talk about how people can become donors. Are there age requirements? Yes, there are. The donor should be 18 years old and above. The program doesn't have an upper age limit. Our oldest donor was 107 years old. And we wish our future donors to reach at least this age. People interested in donating to our program can call us and we provide a brochure explaining the whole process. So Dr. Mahaila, if someone listening to this is interested in becoming a donor, is there a phone number or an email address for them? Yes. Our phone number is 315 area code 464. 8582 and our email address AGP this stands for anatomical gift program at upstate.edu so is there paperwork there must be paperwork to fill out ahead of time right yes in the brochure there is paperwork necessary for donation most of our donors make a pledge during their life for some of the donors, their family make the decision. So a person can make the decision prior to death or their family members or their survivors might be able to make the decision afterward. Exactly. What could disqualify a person from being a donor? There are criteria for donor acceptance into our program. All of them can be found in our brochure. Some of the ones that disqualify a person from becoming a donor are infectious disorders, contagious disease, organ donation, and there is a weight requirement relative to the height of the person. Okay, so just because you want to make this donation, you 
might not be able to, depending. Yes, there are situations when this is the reality. What happens if someone who signed up and said they wanted to be a donor dies when they're not in the Syracuse area? First of all, SUNY Upstate program doesn't cover just Syracuse area. It covers central New York area. If a person dies closer to another medical institution and outside our area, we guide and help the family to connect with that university. There are some donors, they live in our area, but wintertime they go to Florida, for instance. And we encourage them to pledge to both programs, to our university and the university in Florida. And it's very possible, is no restriction to pledge to more than one program. Over the years, when you've spoken to people who are making the decision to donate their bodies upon death, what are some of the reasons they give for wanting to do this? I can say that the main reason that our donors pledge to the program is to advance medical education and research. Along the years, we met isolated cases when financial considerations contributed to the decision. Is there any financial compensation for donating? Donation is a gift. It's no compensation. But the university is going to take care of the cremation. I can't imagine myself, and I want to ask you, can you imagine someone becoming a doctor without having hands-on anatomy training in a lab like this? If you ask my personal opinion, my answer will be, well, capital letters, no, I cannot imagine. I am a trained physician, and I can tell you that the experience in the anatomy laboratory doesn't have any other well, Dr. Mihaila, thank you so much for taking time to tell us about this. Thank you for having me. My guest has been Dr. Donna Mihaila. She directs the Anatomical Gift Program at Upstate and also the Anatomy Lab. The Informed Patient is a podcast covering health, science, and medicine, brought to you by Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, and produced by Jim Howe. Find our archive of previous episodes at upstate.edu slash informed. This is your host, Amber Smith, thanking you for listening.